Movies and Booze on Moncrief. Our uh, hashtag today is stained movies. And uh, that's based on one of the questions we had in yesterday uh, for the adult slot. A couple of examples of that. Desperately leaking Susan and wet patch Adams. They're of a high and tasteful standard this week. I can reassure you uh, if you want to go onto the Twitter machine. Anyway, I'm delighted to uh, introduce into the studio for the first time, Linda Coogan from A Class of Wine. Linda, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Uh, uh, How are you today? Uh, what, What does the Class of Wine do? A class of wine is basically self-study wine appreciation courses online and um, I do virtual tastings and the other side of the business is Wine Tasting Ireland, which is in-person events as well. OK, so but, but presumably now that, you know, now, now that Covid's completely gone oh. away, uh, you, uh, you, you'll you be doing the real ones. Yes, I'm doing one this evening. OK, well, there yeah. you go. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So great fun. And when people go along to those things, do they really care what it tastes like? At least after the first sip. Of course they do. They're really passionate people. No, people just want to have a nice uh, example of different styles of wine and know what they want to eat with them, really, and know what they can get a good bargain. But you know the way some people, some people are really good at tasting uh, Mm. and uh, good at smelling as well. I'm married to somebody who's very good at smelling, unfortunately for me. Uh, (laughs) but, But other people like, you know, it all, you know, tastes largely the same to them. Yep. Is that a kind of... Are you, would you be a super taster? Yeah, well, I, I when I did my diploma in wine and spirits, I actually won a tasting trophy. So I practiced so much. Who just has to a get tasting that? trophy at home? That's a, what does it look like? Is it a big tongue? It was only for a year that I got to keep it, unfortunately. But uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's moved, so it's a big tongue with different names on it. <laughs> The George O'Malley Tasting Cup and it's gone. I don't know where it is now. Somebody has it. But uh, yeah, like wine's, you know, very subjective. Um, But basically there's so many different styles and profiles and we'll be trying a delicious... Alberino blend later on. Okay, and what? Uh, and uh, that's the that's, that's the, the white. The, red, the white and what's the red? We're going the to be red talking. is very interesting. It looks like a rosé, but it is in fact a red in a clear bottle, an Italian wine from Massey. So okay, that's confusing. All right, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so uh, Esther, today, what are we talking about? We have a treasure of a, of a documentary this week, Sean, called Young Plato. Um, it's about this Elvis obsessed uh, headmaster in uh, a school in the Ardoin region of Belfast who um, teaches philosophy to his kids. And like, you know, some kids have Roald Dahl and Jacqueline Wilson um, p- posters and phrases <laughs> up in their school. Uh, these guys have Plato and Socrates. And he would be a big believer in what is written on your arm, Sean, okay. um, about I know of, of I know nothing. Um which I always thought was Manuel's philosophy in Vault <laughs> yes. Towers, actually. That has been pointed out to me quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I, I thought I wouldn't be the first. Um, and this is really good. It, I suppose it's very poignant, you know, it's very poignant today, actually, because these kids go to Holy Cross Boys School, but we know the history of what happened in, in Holy Cross Girls School, their sister school just across the, the yard, you mm. know, and how that impacted on them and the families in the late 1990s. And there today, you know, off the, the road, up the road, like literally in that neighbourhood again, we have this um, reminder, I suppose, of how precious peace is and, uh, and how we should all treasure it and invest in it. And that's very much what comes across in this film. Though I wouldn't say, I would say it's not a film about the troubles. It's a film about education and building young people. And it's just really, really beautiful, this actually. Yeah. And fresh. 
Fresh is pretty good and I'm never going to watch it again. It is a gore fest. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Okay, so ostensibly this is a rom-com, okay? And they've been very clever by casting Daisy Edgar Jones, who the whole world has just seen in Normal People, in the lead. Um, and she is kind of, I'll tell you more about it in a minute, but she's kind of tired of the dating game and she meets this guy and he seems perfect. And it's, um, yeah, and, stuff happens. And he is, when, end of film. <laughs> stuff happens 38 minutes in. Aww. I'm not going to give away spoilers, but yeah. I'm going to have to say there is a big, huge, massive twist of the year situation here. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, but God, is it gory. Right. Yeah. OK. OK, well, that, 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 that sounds interesting enough. All right. It say. is, actually. Um, and it's kind of like, um, yeah, there's a kind of a whole feminist message going through it as well and a whole kind of parody of the modern dating game. So this is using thriller horror genre very cleverly to have something to say. But okay. we'll talk a bit more about that as well. Uh, is it a bit like that? Oh, my God, we're going to have one of those conversations where I say, you know, the film would you won. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, but she... Um, Oh, what's her name? She's really good. Promising Young Woman? Yes, Promising Young Woman. Kind of in that territory kind of thing. That's kind of what I thought of as well when I was watching it. Yeah, it does. It's subverting. Yeah, it's subverting stuff. All right, good. Okay, well, no, actually, that sounds sounds very interesting. Now, also uh, on the subject of very interesting... J.J. Abrams is going to make a U2. Is this U2 in space? Are, 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 they, are they in the future? Are they fighting no, aliens? No, that'd be really the interesting. The edge grows hair. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that'd be really interesting. He removes his cap. Uh, yeah. um, no, he confirmed during the week that he's going to be working with Netflix and it's going to look at their story. He's bringing it to Netflix and I'm really interested to see what happens here because they've also brought on board, well, they're planning to. Um, they're saying that it's written by Anthony McCartan and he's the one who did Bohemian Rhapsody and he's also doing the upcoming by um, Whitney Houston biopic as well. Okay. So there's some real writing chops behind it. But that said, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, people either loved it or hated it. I felt like we didn't really get to know Freddie's story. We really got to see the rest of Queen and I would have liked to have seen more of Freddie's story. But I think this is interesting. They haven't yet said how you 2 is going to be involved, but I'm sure they'll come on board and they'll somehow be involved. But I, I think this could make an interesting story. I mean, biopics, documentaries, all of this stuff, um, it's the flavour of the month at the moment. There was a Beatles documentary on Disney+. Plus, You know, so I think... I, that I, wasn't a documentary. That was a week's holiday. <laughs> it was. That's what that was. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Was oh. it not good? No, it looked... It, it, like the, 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 the way they upgraded the, the footage was extraordinary. It yeah. really was. It, what was grainy, 16 mill film I assume it looks like you're there it's so good but you'd really want to be a massive Beatle fan because like the first 40 minutes they're sitting in the rooms all you the only thing you can't get from the film is, is the overpowering stench of cigarettes which must have been in the room at that time and they're kind of strumming away going what do you think about this oh let's play this song and and that's my Liverpudlian accent doesn't it feel like you were there I, it uh, really does uh, um, but like you know come I, on I loved something. it I oh, absolutely really? loved it I did uh watch it all because I'd be a huge Beatles fan I thought it was great but you have to be a little bit diehard because there was a lot of 
like you're saying, just sitting around, but I can completely taste the cigarettes. That yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's your, the taste of cigarette. You'd never get it out of your clothes. Well, look, we're going to get more than that from the U2. Um, I, I think it's going to be a series. We, we don't know too much about it yet, but we know that it is coming to Netflix. Netflix has the big bucks. Um, and who knows? Maybe one uh, Bono's children might play him. him. He's, isn't yeah, his son yeah. in a band? Son's in a band, just, just doing very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the casting's like. And I really hope, please, Netflix, if you're listening, because that's what they do, they listen to us here, mm-hmm. um, please cast Irish actors. Because I think if you're going to play uh, do some something as iconic as the U2 story, please don't butcher it with Americans trying oh, to take what on the we own. call the Nash? <laughs> The thing is, though, is that like like the good biopics, there's some element of struggle there in Bohemian. You know, Freddie Mercury, there's, there's an element of struggle there. But like, what's the struggle? Well, like, there were four talented lads who met in school, worked hard, and succeeded. Boom. But but wasn't they also like Bono lost his dad? Quite like, wasn't he in his well, late I teens, mean, early twenties, and stuff? Or was it that young? I thought he was much older than I that thought, when his dad died. I don't know. I thought he was older as well. Maybe it was yeah. his mum. Didn't he lose someone quite early? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I look, do you know what? Did you go to their concert at the Three Arena a few years ago? Yes. And do you remember when they did that footage of them down... God, Linda, you go out a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I used to. <laughs> do, you remember that, again. do you remember that footage um, where you actually saw Bono walking down the street and stuff and you felt like there was a story to be told? I think that we can see maybe Dublin of old being brought to the screen. I think that's a good thing. I think I, I think this would make a really good series. If cast right, you've got J.J. Abrams involved, they're going to throw money at it. I just think You're it's weird. There's, really? I don't think there's enough in it to kind of, in some guy in, in back of beyond Idaho, was go, oh, that's what Dublin but used is to that, look like. But is that because, see, I grew up in Australia and we love you too, right? Yeah. You too okay. is loved around the world. We don't really know the backstory. Is it because they're from Dublin that you just go, ah, uh, there's not much to tell and I don't find it that interesting. I think well, the rest it, of the world it, it, will find it interesting. I think if, if, if one of them had had some uh, profound personal struggle or they'd split up a few times yeah. or there was some sort of internal drama in their own story that I'm, and maybe there is. But maybe I'm we're going to find out. May, mm-hmm. But I'm not aware of it, yeah. if there is that. Well, maybe really. we'll find out and that'll be the interesting thing. Maybe they will. Watch this space. Okay, but J.J. Abrams, that's a weird choice to it make It is well. a really weird choice, but I'll take it. As you said, they might be going to space. <laughs> Did you see Sing 2? Yeah, 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 like that's with Bono and all. That's a great movie. Actually, yeah. no, and his voice was in. Uh, I mean, his speaking voice yeah. didn't sound like Bono at all. No, no. I wonder if they did dub over him. But anyway, no, it was Bono in Sing Two. Okay, Iris Houston, uh, Bono's mother, died when he was fourteen. There we go. I knew a parent. Uh, Bono Houston, his dad died when he was two thousand and one. Okay. Okay. So that. So was, there we go. That was more. That was more recent. So you know, there might be something uh, in that. That's funny about Sing too, because like I have a six-year-old who knows all these songs now, and then occasionally I play her the actual song. She says, "No, that's not it. That's rubbish. <laughs> the actual song is from Sing too." Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, Linda, let's uh, do our first wine. It not only is it the first time Linda's doing uh, a wine with us; it's the first time anyone's brought in a spitting pot. <laughs> Uh, into the studio with them. That's because um, I have a gig later. I'll be spinning out. Right, you don't have okay. to. Sorry about that. No, don't be um, sorry, but they're lovely as well. Uh, yeah, they're pretty, aren't they? So I have to have these lovely little spittoons for, you know, health and safety and uh, responsible yeah. drinking, of course. Okay, you know? and do you, do you have to wash them yourself or... or 
that's the dirty part. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. It's not all glamour then. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. Off we go. Okay, go so this is a fabulous wine called Terra Gouda. It is from the Riespaitis region in Galicia, northern Spain. And I have a soft spot for the region, I have to say. Um, it's a blend. Most of the wines from Riespaitis are Albarino 100%. This is a blend of 70% Albarino and um, two other native grapes. Cayenneau and um, Lurera. And um, so basically, this is not chilled within an inch of its life. It has a little bit more. Um, I took it out of the fridge a while ago. So when we're swirling around, you stick your nose in and it has got a really, really ripe profile. Ripe peach, melon, uh, pear. Oh, I absolutely love this. Whereas a lot of Alberinos from the region would be much more lemon, lime, fresh, crisp. Mm. Um, so if you taste it, you should be getting all those fruit notes as well. Um, and uh, high acidity, but this particular wine has a little bit more texture to it. Um, it's known from the, the region, basically it's known as Green Spain. So it's basically like if Ireland made wine in, in Cork and Kerry, <laughs> this is what it's like. It's a real rugged coastal area. Uh, with the Atlantic influence and it's just gorgeous. Have you, have you tried it? No, it's lovely. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's summer, isn't it? It's it is summer kind of summery. Glass. Yeah, it is very summery. Did I get that right or wrong? Mm. Yeah. Oh, hold on. This is how you spit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never yeah. seen that. Cool. Very Spitting. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Martin Moran, Master of Wine, is the best spitter of wine ever. If ever you ever get to see that right. man spit. Okay, do you have competitions to see? Can you, can you hit that far wall there? Seriously, he practices in the shower apparently and it goes like um, probably a metre. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I it could be in def- go. def- defamation territory on that one. We, we, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll leave aside. I don't want to think what Martin Moran does in the shower. You. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I think Daniel Radcliffe should play Bono. He's half Irish and is the image of him when he was younger, uh, says Sarah. No, again, I can we just have... Do you know what would work, actually? Someone we don't know. I think we need an unknown to play someone who is so famous. Mm, maybe, yeah. Because you have to think about the others, too, because there's like four people in the band. Larry's my favourite. Do you have a favourite? Larry. Yeah. Bit of eye candy there. Yeah. Coming in the Harley on the late late. <laughs> uh, Larry, just because yeah. I see once or twice he said hello to me. So there you go. He did not. He did, yeah. Oh, wow. Can we hear that story? Where did you see him? He was driving past in the car and he waved at me. That was it. <laughs> now, I don't know if he knew who I was or anything. Maybe he just has to do that because people go, oh, look, there's a man in the car. <laughs> He's so rude. He doesn't wave as yeah. he goes by. No, no, no. He was, he was, he was just, it was just an ordinary car as well. Uh, there was a massive pair of drumsticks on the top of it, so I don't know if that was <laughs> that was deliberate or not. Uh, this Alberino, Linda, um, uh, how much would it cost people? So basically, uh, an entry-level Alberino um, would be Martin Kodak's Paca de Lola. They'd be very well uh, brands that you recognise in supermarkets. They'd be about €15. Euro. This is a bit of a treat. It's hand-picked and um, available in independent off-licences. About €25, €26. Euro. Okay. Lovely Mother's Day gift, I think. And uh, what would be the ABV in it? What do you think? It's really, really reasonably low, like 12%. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. because And there's more of a trend of that now rather than kind of fall over after the first glass. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. it's lovely and fresh and just uh, 12% so you can get away with it. Daytime uh, okay. picnics. Could you repeat the name of it, Linda, and spell it out? Because yes. we always get that. Uh, so Terra Gouda, T-E-R-R-A-S. G-A-U-D-A and it's O-Rasal is the name of the region and uh, it's a lovely cream. 
Cream okay. Bottle. I'll put it on the Twitter and Instagram so Indeed. people can see it. You have already, actually, in fact. Yes, Tara Gouda is the name of that. Okay, uh, Esther, what movie would you like to do first? Sean, my indecision is final today. Do you want to pick? Will we do Fresh or will we do Young Plato? Uh, let's do Fresh. Okay. Okay, all right. Uh, you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, we're going to talk about Fresh after this. Movies and Booze on Moncrief. Have you ever had these? Grapes? No. Cotton candy grapes. They taste just like them. I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. I told my sister and my niece and they were like, no way, f*** you. So now I'm getting them on my way there. Your niece said, f*** you? Yeah. Four-year-olds are crazy. <laughs> All right. I can tell you don't believe me, so you're going to have to try one. I don't want you leaving here thinking I'm a weirdo. Okay. Right? Wow. Science. Yeah, <laughs> go with science. <laughs> Do you live around here? Because I, I live on aisle six. I just <laughs> come to the fruit section to talk to random, very good-looking people that stand near it. That was terrible. It was kind of terrible. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Have a good night. <laughs> okay, you too. You know what? F- it. I, I'm already ruining this, so I'm just going to keep going. I think I can have your number. There you go. Uh, that's fresh. Uh, Esther, if that is the guy that turns out to be weird or strange or whatever, not much of a surprise. It sounded <laughs> creepy to me anyway. And the potty mouth on a mother of God. <laughs> that's Sebastian Stan, who's just having a quite a career run at the moment, fresh off of Pam and Tommy, uh, where he played uh, Tommy. Um, and he's just really good in this as well. It's... Uh, it's not that creepy when you see the scene. Okay. You think, okay, this is a slightly um, edgier rom-com. It's, he's quite charming. He's good looking. He looks like Sebastian Stan, so that always helps. <laughs> and she has just come out of in the first scene of an awful date, uh, an awful Tinder date, where um, the guy laments her not dressing in a more feminine way. He... Um, now I'm I'm all for going Dutch on a date, but he texts her twice before they go to make sure that she has cash. <laughs> She's in the car park going, "Do I even want to go in here?" And it is, you know, it is. I know from talking to younger friends, it is very representative of how awful the dating game can be. And she goes in, and uh, he wants to see her again, and she says, "I don't think we're a match." So that's as tactful as you can be. And he calls her a stuck-up bitch. <laughs> So frankly, uh, when she's approached by this charming man in a supermarket, she's go, she says to her friend, I just met someone like they used to do in the old days. Somebody came up and talked to me and she is just so tired of the Tinder process. Um, and her heart is open, I suppose, to meeting someone because we, we learn her character, uh, who is Noah, who is played by normal people's Daisy Edgar Jones. Uh, we learn that she's kind of a lonely enough soul. Um, she's estranged from her mother. Her father's dead and she has no siblings. Um, so when she bumps into him, she's kind of like, yeah, let's go for this. So they, bec- they become a couple um, and they really connect. They, they, the filmmakers give you the time with them to believe their relationship and believe in them as a couple. And um, so when he takes her for a romantic weekend, she's kind of delighted. And she's told one best friend, very close best friend, a very astute, shrewd kind of character. You're, that's kind of established really early on, uh, crucially. And then 
I'm not going to give it away because the trailer doesn't. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm always complaining about trailers giving stuff away. So I'm going to go with the spirit of the the filmmakers here. But 38 minutes into the movie, um, my jaw hit the ground and didn't come back up again for the rest of the film. Okay. Um, It's an absolutely shocking twist, which I won't give away. But let's just say he has a business proposal, Steve, and he's not what he seems to be. So it kind of... See, you said 38 minutes now. So if people are watching the first 38 minutes of this now, they're sphincter muscles. You can pop a penny off them waiting for it to happen. And I was the same. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I knew there was something coming, you know what I mean? And also, you just know Daisy Edgar-Jones, she's just top of her game at the moment. She's not going to do a generic romance, you know what I mean? Although I think it is a very clever piece of casting to put her in straight off of normal people. Um, And yeah, so it's kind, kind of a demented. It's very funny in places when you're not gagging. And um, <laughs> it's it's a very black horror. It's a dimension kind of twisted take on the rom-com. Not too obvious in that, but you do start to pick up um, on, on the dating game and you kind of go, gosh, this, you know, this is very arch and very out there. But is he that much worse in his own way than the guy she met in the restaurant at the start? So that is kind of really funny. Um, it's directed by um, Mimi Cave. uh First time filmmaker, but a very experienced one, if that makes sense, because she made a lot of uh, rock videos and she would be known by people like Adam McKay, who who, uh, directed Don't Look Up most recently and who would have have taken on an executive producer role in this to get it made because it's a low budget film. It's a first time filmmaker, but it's very female centric. And uh, it's a it's first time script writer by the name of Lauren Kahn as well. And I think the script is really good. It keeps you properly guessing until the end. Um, and it's kind of just sending up, I suppose, the emotionally draining and potentially humiliating process of the modern dating game in a very over the top way. Um, I was revulsed and entertained in equal measure and I suppose mm-hmm. I can I can draw the comparison to Promising Young Woman but I don't want to make too much of a deal of that because Promising Young Woman is a very different animal in a way um, and it's it you know yeah you can say it leans, leans into horror and thriller elements but I think this one is more generic ultimately um, it does fall into horror ultimately but for me it did it in quite a satisfying way I have to say and um, yeah I like the I sound think, of it. Yeah, yeah. It's on Disney Plus, so you, right. can watch, you can watch <laughs> this at home. It still feels wrong when somebody says a film like that's on Disney Plus. I should call it Star for Disney Plus because yes. Star is a yeah. platform that right, does yes. um, distinctly yeah. non Mickey Mouse stuff. Let's, let's say, <laughs> and yeah, I did. I had a bit of fun with this. Charlotte LeBron pops up as well um, as a kind of a Stepford wife who maybe connected to uh, Sebastian Stan's character and the whole. You know, there's a whole bit of detective work going on. Um, so it's not just it doesn't just turn into a slasher because the friend I, don't, I think it's OK to say this. The friend gets a text from her at one point and like best friends do, she takes one look at the text and says, that's not my friend um, and starts to try and find out what's happening. What's OK, going on. good. So one. there's yeah. a proper there's proper story going on as well. You know, it's not just uh, people lamping each other. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even know what lamped, uh, lamping is in the particular context you're talking about there. Uh, uh, really. Okay, well, okay, and that's on uh, and that's on the stars bit of uh, Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I liked uh, it a lot. I have to say, yeah. Uh, on the subject of uh, the uh, proposed, is it definitely happening? Serena, or is it proposed, the, the, the U2 thing? Um, J.J. Abrams has said he's coming out and he's do it, doing right, it. Right, okay, yeah. just like that. Right. Uh, they, uh, one texter says Bradley Cooper is the spit of Bono. No. He can also sing and play guitar, though I'm sure he could learn to play guitar less well. All they need is a trench oh. for him to walk in at all times to, to achieve Bono's sight. Ooh, meow. <laughs> and look, I think they're doing a younger version a much younger version well ah, that, that's right, what okay. I hope like I, I think I just made that up I'm you just assuming. made that up yeah, yeah. are I'm you just... sure you made all of this up <laughs> I could have yeah. I've done that a lot lately um but yeah I I, I think they're looking at, at how the group came together in the early days yeah uh well they that's weren't what I called, assume they weren't called you two at the start no they had a different they were, name yeah they were called something else see see already there's more stories to be yeah. told Sean they were called something else, and there's a clip of you two. It may have been their first time playing on Irish television, and it was uh, one of the Saturday morning shows. It wasn't the Late Late Show. No, it wasn't the Late Late Show, no. It was the Saturday morning kids show, the name of which I can't remember now that Angus McAnally used to present, or, or, or one of those people. Did Angus McAnally used to do a kids show? Yeah, yeah. With uh, the zig and zag? No, that was Ray oh, Darcy. Okay. Uh, um, but Angus McAnally used to be younger. Uh, I shock you to, to, to know that. Uh, but they, but there's uh, but they're playing uh, something, and at some point the uh, the edge. This is how young they were. Yeah. At some point, the edge kind of is spinning around, and you can see his back, and sticking out of his back pocket is a bar of chocolate. Uh, it was like a, <laughs> a curly whirly or something. Can anyone see? Well, we're on air. If they could Google that and see if that appears online anywhere, I'd love to see that. Is yeah. that on YouTube? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I know it could be used. If one of our listeners can show actually, I was on the telly yeah. once. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, the uh, fresh is really good. The credits don't actually start until thirty-eight minutes in to give you time to pick your jaw up the uh, off the floor. <laughs> says Peter and Cork. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. So it's kind of it's all uh, built around that. Somebody else says maybe there'll be a scene where a young Bono was forced to tug out for the school hurling practice but refused to remove his shades. That would, that's where the drama comes from, uh, I would have thought. Now, also, uh, during the break, we will be having uh, another wine uh, after the next commercial break. But, Linda, you, um, you tell us about that, that bottle opener. Or it's a, a, kind of an electric corkscrew. Johnny. It's an electric corkscrew that is quite sleek and sexy. And uh, it's presented in this uh, lovely package but it was um, created by two ladies in um, in Ireland uh, mother and daughter and it is really lightweight and you basically just pop it over a cork bottle of wine and press the button and it opens in seconds and it pops the cork back out for you so it's really there it goes and it makes that sound too uh, that wasn't wasn't one Linda Linda's part cyborg <laughs> so it makes that noise yes but um, it's really handy for anyone who has any difficulty opening bottles of wine with arthritis and I actually had an operation on my right arm um, and I couldn't open wine for a long time so this was a lifesaver for me so okay it, yeah and it costs 40 quid yeah thirty nine ninety nine, yeah. and um, in you can get it online from the wineopener.ie but lots of independents like think Mitchell's and McEntee's in um, Kildare are also selling it as well so they're, they're doing great for themselves no fancy charges or anything like that you just connect it to USB and charge it up and it's just called the wine opener the wine Simple opener as that. that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's actually because a lot of those things are overly complicated yeah, and sometimes and, and they're gadgets and they cost several hundred euros yeah. and it looks really pretty like it's a gold 
gold rose color? gold yeah, or you can get it in silver and black as well yeah, it's but uh, they, they're always running out of stock so I think everyone in the country must have one at this stage <laughs> but uh, it's a lovely again not a bit late for Mother's Day but a lovely gift um, idea as well yeah okay fantastic uh, well done and uh, Martin Morn was listening to us <laughs> he of the spitting prowess and he, uh, and he says on Twitter lol I'm hearing uh, I'm listening and hearing my name being taken in vain I usually just wash in the shower he says notice he used the word usually there there ah live with that thought more movies more booze to talk about after this break movies and booze on Moncrief There you go. Uh, congratulations uh, to them. A uh, few comments on uh, Bono. Uh, you two were called the hype, uh, says Aaron. Th- uh, good man, Aaron. Thanks for that. Uh, was the program Young Line or uh, was it Anything Goes? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of those two. Uh, though Hugh in West Cork says, you two on YouTube presented by Tony Ward. 1978, and yes, the edge has a curly whirly in his arse pocket. There you go. So it did actually happen. Uh, uh, Angus McAnally presented Anything Goes. The first episode was aired in October 1980. My birthday was called out in the first episode. I've no idea if you two were ever on, uh, says Michelle. But still, congratulations uh, that you're in the first ever episode. And uh, yeah, a lot of people texted as well that Angus McAnally used to have. Uh, he had two different coloured shoes. He had one red shoe and one yellow shoe. And he also had a pair of trousers that one leg was red and the other one was yellow. But the yellow leg had a red shoe at the end and, you know, vice like versa. clowns? <laughs> kind of. But it, that, it, that, that was kind of wacky stroke hip kind I, of thing. I love Angus. I just, I know him as the news newsreader. So it's very hard to You're imagine You're thinking of Angus Magrina, not Angus McAnally. And that's why I had problems. That's why I had problems. There we go. There you go. I would like to apologise to Angus McGreena and the things that uh, um, Serena was thinking about him. Uh, Brian and Dundrum said, I've had two electric wine openers and they both failed after a few months. The motors fail when they try to deal with difficult corks. What is a difficult cork when it's at home? Maybe one that's old that hasn't been stored correctly and it might be mm. brittle and break. And yeah. break. I don't keep my wines that long. I just open them up and yeah. enjoy them. So, like, so just... So you're blaming him. You're blaming him. It's totally Brian's fault. (laughs) Brian's played this all wrong. Uh, Right, so let's move on to our second one of the day, Linda. Okay, so this is something quirky that I came across and I really, really like it. It's Massey would be a very well-known family traditional brand, but this is a kind of new... interesting wine that they're doing. So it's a red in a clear bottle. Um, So it looks like a rosé, but it is in fact made from two grapes from the Veneto region, Corvina and Merlot. And um, you'd know Massey making like Amarones and big full-bodied style wines. So this is them kind of trying to get to a younger audience, a bit more hip and fashionable. Um, Organic grapes and it has lightweight bottle so if you like it's unreal how light this is compared to other wines so they're trying to do a really sustainable focus on these new wines that they've produced um the label is recycled paper um and again it's 12% uh, so it's, it's trying to go lower because lots of new mm. consumers aren't really wanting the big full heavy oaky style so this is fresh it can be chilled and i think it's a brilliant today is a beautiful day summer springtime picnic, daytime drinking again. And um, so basically, you know, it's weird because you see it and you think it's a rosé, but um, it's the grapes same that are in Valpolicella, Rapasso and Amarone, but just they don't do anything. They pick it cool at night so they want the fruit forward flavours coming through. So cranberry, a bit of red currant, all these, but kind of dry. 
um, but fresh. And the, the name of it is Massey Fresh Fresco de Massey, which means fresh. And, and why just, why is the colour slightly lighter than uh, you would normally expect in a red wine? Well, you see, you don't nor so basically it's very it's just gone from the vineyard straight crushed gently and basically bottled do you mm, know so yeah. there's no aging nothing at all it's just fresh juice gone right. into the bottle okay. so it's juice, juice. yes fresh juice fresh Great wine juice must uh, yeah. but uh, yeah so it's just much lighter there's no extra anything doesn't you know very little tannin so it doesn't make your mm. mouth too dry even though it's got the red berry fruits so I love it on its own picnic cheese and charcuterie all of that would be absolutely amazing with this pâtés and even um, a light tuna or turkey and ham or anything like that would be gorgeous Could you chill this wine? Yes, 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 yes and that's the thing it might be a bit confusing so if you're in an off licence and it's in the fridge you might be like it is a rosé but in fact it's a red and I was confused at the beginning Yeah, because you you know you could tell that it's nice to kind of chill it Yeah, Yeah. it's it's kind of very summery Yeah Yeah. And uh, um, how much is a bottle of that? Um, it's because it's a fairly new wine. There, it's retails usually twenty euros. So they're doing it in a lot of places for sixteen ninety five. Okay, and you can get it in McHugh's, um, Ardkeen food stores in Waterford, Shields and Malahide, the Next Door Group, uh, Devonies, and lots of places in Cork. Number one, uh, number twenty one group. So yeah, okay, well done. Uh, right, uh, a few things uh, I want to talk to Serena about. Um, uh, Nicola Cochran is, is going to be in, in a historical comedy now. God, she's getting a load of work, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's really like, we, we've seen her in Bridgerton, which just uh, dropped today. Actually, I felt for her because she has. Her career is taking off. I was on her Instagram there lately and she was in New York and there was a massive billboard of her and I loved her reactions to that. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine walking through Times Square and seeing yourself up on That's a brilliant. billboard? Um but, you know, there was they couldn't celebrate season one, so they were all about to celebrate season two. And she's got COVID. She couldn't oh, make it to the premiere. Gosh. Yeah. But she's got a lot of celebrating to do because she's starring in a historical comedy called Seize Them. And there is uh, she's working alongside um oh, what's her name from um oh Amy Lou Wood from Sex Education, Nick Frost as well. And it's all about um let me, it's a female-led film set in Britain in the Dark Ages and she, Amy Lou Wood is the egotistical Queen Dagon. She ends up on the run when she's toppled from the throne by the charismatic leader of the Revolution Humble and that's um, Nicola Coughlin. I'd say that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, now so. Ashling B is going to be in a Take That musical. <laughs> Like, Which one is she? She <laughs> Gary Barlow. This, I can't believe. Here we go. This is where I'm telling you, like pop bands and uh, their stories are coming to the fore at the moment. But she is going to be one of the friends who goes to see Take That and they reunite after 25 years. And she's so, so excited. She says, after two years, this is straight from Ashling B, after two years of, of a pandemic, I'm ready to relight my fire <laughs> and get singing and dancing in this feel-good joy fest of a movie. Mm-hmm. I have long waited for that. To, oh. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can smell press release or all, off all those sentences <laughs> yes. rather than something Ashling B actually said. But I'd say she said this, I've long waited for Take That to know who I am. I've played the long game, but I feel like I'm so close now. Her dream is to go to a Take That concert. Maybe they'll get her on stage to <gasps> sing the Lulu bit from, okay. yeah, Relight My Fire. So uh, it's based on, apparently, I didn't know there was a hit, a hit musical based on Take Take That. I did not know that. No, either. so I'm it's based on... a lot today. Yeah, so am I. So Take That are involved in this as well. So 
Yeah, so there you go. The Irish are doing really well. Uh, Liam Neeson also has a film out at the moment. Is um, he in a musical as well? I want <laughs> yeah. I'll pay cash money to see that. <laughs> He's in a, an action thriller called Backlight. Um, basically, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a stretch for him, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, but this time it involves, you know, a, a grandchild being affected. Basically, if you're in a film with... <laughs> with Rather gra- than a child. Yeah, and, and, well, and the child. So if you're in a film with Liam Neeson and you're related to him... You're going to get kidnapped. Yeah, something's yeah. going to happen and he's going to save the day. He said during uh, the press tour for this, it was just someone asked him, you know, will there be another take? And he's like, mm, maybe. So who knows? Possibility of maybe this time the grandchild will be taken and Liam Neeson has to get him. Yeah. I've got a wheelchair with special skills. <laughs> right, we'll move on to our second movie of the day. It is fresh. Here's a clip. Catholics and Protestants are two different people. Catholics pray themselves Irish and Protestants say they're British. Okay. Two different countries and two different languages. So, are, are you saying then that the, the politics and the religion and the culture sort of separates and that, that they're not one people? Yeah. Like, we're all part of one family, and I guarantee that everybody in this class has, like, an auntie or uncle or anything related to them that's a Protestant. Right. And it's just, it's just going on again. and. They're just stupid, they're just ignorant because that's happened like 50 years ago and it just doesn't matter anyways. We all bleed the same colour, so it's sweet. So we're all the same? Yeah. And 37 minutes into that documentary, <laughs> something shocking happens. Actually, that was young Plato, of course, not fresh. Uh, so uh, as you kind of outlined, this is, a, this is a, a, around based around a school or a particular teacher? Yeah, it's based around um, Holy Cross Boys School um, and and the teaching, the form of teaching that, that, that they carry out in it. This is brilliant, by the way, brilliant. And I was fortunate to interview Kevin McAreevy for this, who's the main kind of character. You know, he's a per- persuasive man, let's say, Sean. I got off the phone with my homework, including critical thinking and a few breathing exercises after having my chat with him. He's that kind of person and he just is... A magnetic kind of character and what he's done up at Holy Cross Boys is very, very special. Um, and I'm delighted that Nessany Queen on and, and Declan McGrath, the filmmakers, have brought this story to the world because I think it's really powerful. Um, it basically it's an observational documentary in style. So you really get to spend time with these kids and get to know them. They're, they're primary school kids, which is really interesting to me as well, because their op- opinions are are heard and teased out and respected and you you know, there's a universality to it in, in that you come away from watching this film going, gosh, the world could be a better place if we all engaged with each other like this. Um, and I think it never makes it feel forced, but you are reminded early on in the film that these are the students of, of you know, the the sister school of Holy Cross girls just across the way um, who were threatened in their way to school by loyalists in, in 2001. I, I'm sure you'll remember those shocking photos, Sean, that um, mm. ended up making headlines all over the world. So you are, you know, in no doubt that there is, when they're talking about conflict resolution in schoolyard here, and some kids have to go through pretty difficult stuff in terms of coming to terms with what they've done and, and apologising to their friends. And it's really quite moving. Um, but you are aware here that you're watching kind of the world in microcosm, really. And what the work, the work that they're doing is really, you know, 
really, really important. And I would say as well, it's very funny in places um, because he's just one of these characters, McGravy. In the opening scene of the film, you see a kind of dancing den- um, a dancing Elvis on the dashboard of his car and he has like <laughs> the amount of Elvis stuff he has and apparently it's because the boys keep buying him stuff and he's he has to keep it in school because his wife won't let him take it home <laughs> but, um, so you know there's a lot of fun in here as well I would say it's not a it's it's absolutely not a hand-wringing movie about the post troubles and but I think it is the fact that it's set in a working class area as well and, and in a um an area that's been plagued by violence, but also by urban decay and also by poverty and also, you know, suffered by, you know, a society maybe where men aren't expected to express themselves from a young age and you're raised to be like that. Um, so I thought this was powerful. I just okay. and, and absolutely where, where, loved it. Where can people it's, see this? It's in cinemas. It's right. in cinemas this weekend. Okay. Yeah. All right. In the minute I have left. Mm-hmm. So uh, for in, in the minute I have left, if someone is a tenor and they want to make one bet on the Oscars, Esther, you go first. Uh, what should they bet on? Oh, God. Do you want to make money or do you want a safe bet? A safe bet. I'm going. Okay. Not lose uh, money. We don't want that to happen. No, I'm going to be adventurous. You could make a few bob off Penelope Cruz winning Best Actress, but she's not favourite. So I'd say you get a good price on that. Okay, you're saying Penelope Cruz. Uh, Linda, would you have any thoughts? I love the movie Don't Look Up. Yeah. I thought it was so quirky and stuff. Okay, that'd be a a runner for for Best Movie then. It's not going to win it, but I'd put money on TikTok. No, 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 no. no, 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 Shade, shade. Okay. Not that one. Sorry, I I was announcing my one. It's not going to win it. (laughs) Sorry, I should have taken a pause. Okay, you're right. Okay, Joe Gokup will win it. Uh, Uh, So if you want to lose money, bet on... Tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. I loved it. I think that should have gotten more nominations. I know, but if somebody's got a tenor in their hand and you just said you might as well set fire to it. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? I'm going to go Lin-Manuel Miranda dos oruguitas. It'll make him the EGOT if he wins that for best um, song. Okay. Nice, nice pronunciation there as well. Thank there you, you very go. much. There you go. Uh, thanks to Esther, Linda, and uh, Serena. That's our lot for today. Uh, Kieran's up next on News Talk. Our production team today: Marissa Sullivan, Simon Tierney, Stephen McLoon, and Ashling Moore. We'll talk to you on Monday at two o'clock. See you then. And Movies and booze on Moncrief. <laughs> <laughs>